Hey y'all, hey. Welcome back. Happy Monday. So, I am literally, well, before I jump in, <laughs> I am your host, Jasmine Zaytera, and you are now tuning in to the Beautifully Wounded Podcast. So, this is for anyone who is new to the show. If today is your first time listening, welcome. Welcome to our community. Um, if you haven't listened to any of the past seasons, I really encourage you to go back um, and listen. I share a lot on this podcast just about my journey, the different things that God has done through my life and even things that he's doing through my life currently. I think one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is the fact that I've transitioned, y'all. I've transitioned. There's been so many different things that have happened in my life. And as I come on here and talk to y'all every Monday, I'm literally seeing God do the work in my life in real time. And I'm just thankful for that. So today's episode is coming out a little late, maybe like an hour. Um, I'm literally fresh off of a prayer call. So y'all know I love me some Tiffany K. Jordan. If this is your first time listening, I talk to her, I talk about her a lot. Um, she has made such a tremendous difference in my life and is honestly one of the people that God specifically chose for my life in this season. Um, over the honestly, I just think that she's gonna always be a staple in my life because she's someone who has helped me to navigate throughout every transition, and y'all have only met her once. Um, but we are currently doing seven days of prayer for businesses. So if you have a business and you are interested in prayer for your business, um, I'll put the link in the show notes. I think that registration might still be open. I'm not sure. If registration is still open, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but if not, then, you know, the next time I know she's going to do something like this, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, but we're currently doing a seven o'clock prayer call for the next seven days. Just praying for businesses. That's if you have a business, as if you want to start a business, that's if you just are afraid to take that leap, whatever the case may be she's dealing with it. So I'm literally fresh off of a prayer call, y'all. And it's so crazy how the devil works. Because when I tell y'all yesterday, the enemy tried to discourage me from even continuing with this series on singleness. And when I heard the voice, and this is this is this is the beautiful thing about being single, right? Because we're doing this series. We're doing this series. This is called single season. But the beautiful thing about being single is that when you're single, it puts you in a place to truly be able to discern the voice of God and not just the voice of God, but the voice of any of the enemy. And it helps you to navigate through things quicker than you would if you were being distracted. I just want to give a disclaimer right now. I am not against relationships, not even a little bit. I desire marriage. I do. I know that God has called me to be a wife. I literally 
was posting on my stories. If you follow me on social media, y'all know I love to post on my stories. And I I don't know which what month it was. I don't know if it was last month. It was maybe two months ago. I had been posting on my stories. And I went and got my hair done because my stylist was in town. And she literally said to me, she's like, Jasmine is over there preparing to be a wife. And one of the things that I believe is that you're a wife before you become a wife. I think that society has magnified, um, made marriage something that it's not. You know, we all want the grand engagement. And don't get me wrong, when my husband proposes to me, I, I do want it to be beautiful, but I also want it to be intimate. I don't want it to be something that is done for show, even just with weddings. Like, we spend all this money on weddings, but then we don't take the time to actually invest in the marriage. Like, that is a long-term partnership. It's something that once you make the decision to say yes... You're not only just saying yes to, you're not just saying yes to the dress or yes to the wedding or yes to the engagement. You're saying yes to everything that your partner comes with. Um, God tells us, you know, just when you think about the vows for richer, for poor, through sickness and health, to death does do us part. And there's so many different challenges that come with marriage that when you decide to take that step, you want to make sure that you're prepared um, I'm not against it. I got married young, y'all. I was, mm, I think I was 21 and I didn't know myself. I was broken. And I think when you go into something, not knowing yourself or not being content with who you are, um, or just being lost, it, it makes it harder for you to be successful in that thing. And that's what anything, that's what any type of relationship, that's what business, that's what raising children just think about, you know, some of the things that you may have went through in your in your childhood. And I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. Um, and I think about the different broken things that my mom struggled with and even just the different broken things that her mother struggled with. And it carries over to each generation. So I'm not against marriage. I'm not. I'm not against being in relationship with a man. I, I desire it. I do. But what I am against is discontentment with being by yourself. What I am against is being broken, but yet you're still out here trying to find your person. What I am against is when you know that there are some things that you need to work on with you, but you're constantly allowing yourself to be distracted by other things, even though God may be calling you to something different in the season that you're in. So on today's episode, and it's so funny because when I was on this prayer call, like I heard God say it to me um, yesterday, but he really started to speak to me about today when I was on this prayer call. So today we are going to redefine singleness. So today's episode is called Redefining Singleness. So um, when I was on this prayer call, I started looking up, like God started dealing with me. He's like, you know, i look up the definition of singleness. And so this is the first definition that popped up, y'all, for me. It said, the quality or state of being alone. Aloneness, isolation, loneliness, solitary, solitariness, and solitude. So I'm like, Lord, I don't like that definition. 
<laughs> this is legit what I said to him. And so God is like, this is why we're going to redefine it. He's like, you know, keep looking, keep reading. And so I came across some other things. And one of the things that I came across um, speaks, it's from the Bible. And what it said is, Paul spoke of celibacy and singlehood as a blessed state, more specifically, a gift. In Corinthians, he wrote, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. And that's 1 Corinthians 7, 7. Paul tells us that it's good. If you're unmarried, um, it is good for you to remain single. There's nothing wrong with your singleness. When I think about Paul, Paul never married, right? Jesus never married. But when I think about the impact that they had on the world, when I think about their ministry, when I think about um, just all the different things that God used them to do and all the people who were pushed into purpose and healed and delivered and strengthened, um, Paul will go will go down in history. I mean, Jesus, of course, we know that. But when I ask myself, when I sit back and I look back, I'm like, okay, Lord, what is more important? Not that I don't want to be a ministry to my family. Not that I don't think I can do it all because, y'all, I know that I can. I know that I can. I know that I can be a wife, a great wife. I know that I can raise children the way that I need to. I know that I can run a business and still have my ministry. I know that I can do all of that. Um, but until that day comes, until it's time for me to be in a partnership with someone who I'll spend the rest of my life with, my question for myself is, how are you utilizing your singleness? And I want you to ask yourself that question too. How are you utilizing your singleness? So because I didn't like that first definition, Y'all know I'll ramble. So because I don't I didn't like that first definition, God is like keep reading. So I came across four other definitions um that I believe was a greater um measurement for being single. So the first one was not divided, unbroken. Y'all, we deal with brokenness on this on this podcast. So in being single. It helps you to deal with all of those broken parts of you. That way, when it's time for you to be in partnership, you don't have to worry about division coming into your relationship because of things that you didn't deal with in your past. The next one said, separate from others, individual and distinct. One of the things that I used to really not like about me and this is just me being honest, is that I felt like I didn't fit in. Like, I felt, I've always felt different from other people. And even in marriage, like, I found myself trying to be what I thought my partner wanted me to be. And it created so much conflict in our relationship because I knew that I wasn't being honest, not just with, not just, I wasn't not just being honest with him, but I wasn't being honest with myself. Um, and that's because I wasn't happy with me. I didn't really like me. I would listen to the things that people would say about me. 
and just listen to how others saw me. And I didn't have a healthy view of self. And because the reason why I didn't have a healthy view of self, and we're just going to go back to that first definition, um, you know, singleness is to not be divided or unbroken. I was broken. When I went into my relationship, I was broken. And I was honestly, y'all, I was looking for somebody to save me. And whenever he would fall short, um, it would create division. Because I had this expectation of him not realizing that the expectation of him that I had was due to things that were lacking in self. And so being single has helped me to embrace my individuality. It's helped me to embrace the things that God um has used to separate me from others. And honestly, when you think about it, that's what being the body of Christ is. We're separate. I'm not supposed to look like everybody else. But I thought something was wrong with me because I was different. So being single has helped me to embrace my individuality. I thank God for making me unique. I honestly don't want to look like anybody else. And the more I allow him to separate me from others the easier it becomes to sift through any man who may come my way because I'll be, I'm, 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 I'm settled in who I am, right? I'm, I'm confident in who I am. I am very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I know who God says I am. So because of that, I know when somebody is for me and when somebody isn't for me. Me learning to be settled in my singleness has helped me to differentiate between what could possibly be an intimate relationship or what's just supposed to be a friendship. Every man that comes in your life isn't meant to be an intimate partner. And I think that's where we we struggle because we're so set on, oh, I want to be married. And a lot of times God just sends people in your life of the opposite sex to help you to learn how to be in relationship with a man to help you to learn how to be in healthy relationship with the opposite sex every man does not deserve the same attention and this is something very important that we have to learn in our singleness but I don't think it's something that we will learn until we become settled and who we are and being by ourselves. And when you think about it, and this is why I don't like the first definition, the quality of being alone. I'm single, but I'm not alone, y'all. I'm not. I am surrounded by love. Y'all, I'm surrounded by so much love that I be needing a break from it sometimes. <laughs> and this is just me being honest. I love my people. I love my people. But sometimes, you know, I just need to be by myself. That's how content I am in my singleness. And it's nothing against the people who are in my life because I love them. I enjoy them. But sometimes I need to be separate. Sometimes I need to be in my space by myself, you know, to care for me, to nurture me, to hear from God. Um, so that I can make sure that I'm moving in the right direction or so that I can, 
you know, just hear from him regarding anything in my life. My life has so many different components. Um, so, yeah, I want you guys to really think about that. The last definition that I read about being, you know, just defining singleness is wholly attentive. And so that one really had me like, mm, because my whole aim has to has been to be whole. You know, when you've been broken for so long, brokenness attracts brokenness. Um, I'm like, Lord, I just want to be whole. I want to attract whole relationships. Not that I expect these relationships to be perfect because y'all, I don't, we struggle. We're human. I don't expect everyone in my life to be perfect. But what I do know is that me choosing to be okay with my singleness, even on those days where I'm not, it's made me deal with my brokenness. And in me dealing with my brokenness, it's allowed me to heal. It's allowed healing to take place in my life as a whole, not just in my family, in my family relationships. But like, y'all, I have seen God show up in so many different aspects of my life. Simply because I have learned to address me. I've learned to address me. Um, but I've watched him restore relationships that have been lying dormant for years. One of my cousins, she was my favorite cousin. Um, she reached out to me one day and... Y'all, I don't do text messages. <laughs> I don't. And I told her this, so this is why I can talk about it. But, like, she sent me this long message. And it took me some time to process it. Um, I think a lot of times when you don't deal with your brokenness, you are quicker to respond. But I needed to process. So I processed it. And God dealt with me about it. I'm like, okay. We haven't talked in years. Who knows what it took her to send me this message. And um, I finally responded. It was short. I'm not the type of person to have certain conversations um, over the phone or through text. So I'm going to pull up. And um, a couple weeks went by and I went to her house and we talked. And God restored that relationship. But I think that if I was filled with distractions or focus on things that honestly don't require my attention in this season, it would have made it harder for me to receive her. I probably would have responded. I would have reacted. I would have been more reactive than proactive. But as I'm watching God heal these relationships in my life, I know it's only because of me allowing him to make me whole. So wholly attentive is a definition of singleness. Are you wholly attentive? Are you fully whole? Have you given yourself to be attentive means to pay close attention to something. We're going to take out the something and we're going to say to pay close attention to self. How much attention have you truly paid to self? Only you can answer that question. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, this is an easy journey because it's not. Literally last week, I was just on the phone with my therapist breaking down because 
I didn't know I was lonely. She, she's like, I'm like, I done made this decision. Just certain things that I, decisions that I have been making that I'm like, this is not me. This is off. She's like, oh, you're just lonely. It's normal. I'm like, oh, really? I hadn't experienced that in my singleness. I hadn't, but I addressed it because of the attention that I paid to me. And when something is off with me, I go to whoever I know knows me best, which is most of the time my therapist, because she's the one who helps me work through certain through a lot of things. I'm not gonna even say certain things, most things. Y'all yeah, text her about the smallest thing. And a lot of times it's that I just need to talk it through. But she helps me to see it from another perspective and lets me know that it's okay for me to feel. Um, but the thing about feeling is that you just you can't stay there. Just don't stay there. Feel what you feel and then keep it moving. But I'm only able to do that because of how much attention I pay to myself. I am very self-aware. And one of the things that I don't want to do moving forward when God does call me out of this season of singleness is go into another relationship broken. Go into another relationship where division is going to be, you know, is going to be created. Or go into another relationship where I'm trying to conform and be somebody that I'm not. I like who I am. I love who I am. Do you love who you are? If you can't answer that question fully, then you need to reevaluate how you have been viewing your singleness. God desires to use us in every way. And what I know about my God is that he will use even the most broken of people. God chooses the misfit. That's just what he does. But he only chooses you if you're willing. Are you willing to redefine your singleness? Are you willing to change your perspective? on how you've been viewing this season of your life? Are you willing to take off the timelines of when you're supposed to get married or when you're gonna have a partner and just really take the time to focus in on you? Y'all, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and I just was sharing with him, like he had shared something really intimate with me and I just kind of shared with him how I view this season of my life. And I think one of the things that I'm thankful for, because before I became so content in me, I would just conform to different things, right? Or I would go into things knowing that it's not what I wanted at that time. And I just was sharing with him different things. I'm like, you know, I realized something. And then another thing that I realized is that I'm not ready to be in a relationship not in that capacity not yet there's still work that i have to be done do i desire to have healthy relationship with the opposite sex most definitely i can honestly say me learning to have healthy relationship with the opposite sex has been a part of my growth especially over this past six months just with me being able to be firm on my boundaries and even sometimes when i go against my boundaries just bringing me back 
or reminding me of what I said, holding me accountable. Um, but to be able to stand firm on where I'm at without fear of how it's going to make somebody else feel or what they're going to think. That's a big deal for me. What boundaries have you set for yourself that you may continuously go against, that you may need to reevaluate? Um, what are you accepting that you know you shouldn't be simply because you're comfortable in it? I said it last week. Singleness is not a disease. It's not a disease, guys. It is a gift from God. Paul tells us. It is a gift from God. Embrace it. Learn to love it. Learn to live in it. Take this time to really get to know you. Take this time to heal. Take this if you're a mother, take this time to focus in on your children. I think a lot of times y'all and I'm just going to be real. A lot of times when our children are acting out, it's because of a discontentment within self. It ain't because of them. We need to check ourselves as parents. What are you displaying in front of your child that may be causing them to act out? Reevaluate you. Start with you. What poison may exist in the way that you think? Or in the way that you speak, because it's one thing to think something. But when we allow that poison to come out of our mouth, it impacts everything that's connected. Are you too busy worried about the fact that you don't got nobody? That you can't even focus in on getting the poison out of your life that exists in you? That's just me being real. Some of us are poisonous. And then you want to spill that poisonous over into a relationship with a person? How dysfunctional is that? It's dysfunctional. And it's not fair to the next person. Deal with your poison. Get the poison out of you. Get the toxicity out of you. Heal. Grow. It's going to hurt, but it's worth it. And become content with being in this space of singleness. And that's all I got today. Um, I really hope that this episode helps you, whoever you are. And I just want you to know, like, you are not alone on this journey. We are in it together. And if you're in it, if you're in this season of singleness um, and you need to reevaluate, I just encourage you to. I encourage you to redefine how you see singleness. And I encourage you to embrace it because it truly is a gift from God. And there is so many things that God wants to do through you in this season. And I don't want you to miss it. Simply because you're operating in discontentment. Learn to be content. If you don't follow me already, make sure you connect with me. I am Jasmine Zaytera on Instagram 
and Jasmine Zatera on Facebook. So until next time, have a great week. Bye.